following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back after that commercial break. You're listening to Parenting Hour and this is Kathleen Roach-Nagy on Unity FM in the heart of the city here in this beautiful, lovely, sunny evening. Alhamdulillah. And you can ring us in on 772-8892 or email us in at studio at unityfm.net. And thank you to our listen, our Luton listeners who are also tuned in on 105.1. As you know, we've been talking about sparklers and the watery one just before the break. And in a little bit, we're going to um, introduce Josephine, who has arrived in the studio. And I'm looking forward to it. Welcome, Josephine. Assalamualaikum. Wa salam. I'm looking forward to hearing all about the Quran uh, in a little bit. But we had on the line, Josephine, we, we had on the line a listener just before the break, which um, was one of our sparklers. And we didn't get to finish the conversation, so I promised I'd come back. Are you still Still there, Noreen? Yes, salam alaikum. Well, alaikum salam, Welcome back to the show again. Noreen, I just wanted to, to ask you, as a, a mum yourself and a busy mum and doing this work with sparklers and going out and mentoring and studying and everything, how do you manage to to do all of this? Is um, there any tips you can pass on? Well, the truth is um, I do make a lot of dua for myself. Okay, very good, my and it's, um, I think it's about organizing yourself mm-hmm. because I have my week organized now. I know um, what I've got to do, when I have to do it. And it's really about um, having time management as well and just making sure I'm fitting everything in. Very good. So you organized it. And that came out also from Saima when she mentioned being prepared and being organized and making lists. So you do a similar thing. Um, yeah, I don't actually make a list. I do sort of mentally in my mind know that I'll, um, like now tomorrow I have to go for my place next, my first day mm-hmm. at a primary school. Okay. So I'm, I'm there for the whole day and then I'm, then I'll be collecting my kids and coming straight home. Mm-hmm. So it's about really knowing that, you know, what prioritizing what's important to do and what could be put on the side for now and, could be done later on and and putting that to later so like when we did the time management and making those different boxes yeah. i think you attended that uh, workshop we did knowing yes, what did. is important and doing that and knowing that what can wait that doesn't have to come up but on I the think list as a bar class while you learn that yeah so it's, it's something that can be learned then a skill that can be learned yeah i think in our sparklers training because mm-hmm. That's where we we learn how we manage stuff and you know what you ha- what you need to know. Like with the approachable parenting course, there's like steps, yeah, and um, that we had the plan that, and mm-hmm. I think that really helps you mm-hmm. because it makes you realize that okay, this needs to be done. This can be put on hold. Yeah, and um, it's really about I think prioritizing, and I think I don't know Allah. Ronald Dalla gives mothers extra power. Yeah, <laughs> mashallah, mashallah. And uh, just the last point before you go, the guilt trip, because that catches up a lot, catches a lot of parents out, and they feel so guilty that they haven't done something or haven't done uh, the other thing or haven't cooked properly. Uh, I know yeah. Simon was saying that we all suffer from the guilt trip. How do you manage to get over that that guilty feeling when you haven't got things right or you haven't got the place tidy or your the children uh, don't have the, the 
the lovely meal that you were had planned to put on the table. What happened? How do you manage to overcome that? I just think I'm only human, and humans we are ever to make mistakes. So the truth is, I think you know, with actually doing these approachable parent courses and the sparkless courses, you know, it really makes you see things from a different perspective, and you realise that you know, life there's more important things in life than always feeling bad about yourself because mm. if you're going to feel good about yourself then you're going to give positive energies around mm-hmm. and if you're feeling upset and down then obviously your children and everyone will so I do the truth is I try not to like even when thoughts come in my mind I just shake them off and I think no I'll get it done it doesn't matter if it didn't happen this way next time I'll try and do it better Wow, that's really good self-reflection as well. That if it if it doesn't do well, there's always next time. There's always another time. There's always a way to improve. Yeah. That, yeah, that is really lovely. Thank you, Noreen. That's really really good advice. Is there any other tips that you'd like to to give um, to our parents before? I we remember, go? I remember Kathleen on the course when you told us about the me time. Yes, like before picking up the kids, just having five minutes mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah. And I think, honestly, that has really, really helped me. So I would advise mothers to do that, the tip that you gave us all. It actually makes such a difference when you go through the front gate and pick up your children because you're more relaxed, mm-hmm. you feel a bit fresh because mm-hmm. you've had a bit of time to breathe and relax yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, oh. I do think it's. It, it, I thank you for reminding me of that. I think it's important that we do have me time, that we are aware and conscious of of every moment the, uh, yeah. and and make the most of every moment and be God conscious of what's going on in that moment. So whether we are cooking or with the children or going to collect them to, from school or bring them to school, enjoying every every bit, every yeah. moment, being conscious and well, aware of it. I want to thank you, you, because I'd, if I never met you, I'd, I don't think I'd be the way I am now. So I'm grateful to Allah have made me meet you honestly you're such a wonderful teacher and a great inspiration Jazakallah Karen that's uh, I wasn't expecting th- this comment thank you you're embarrassing me now no, inshallah <laughs> well I I think with that Noreen I'm going to um, uh, end this uh, the phone call with you um, if, if, if you don't mind thank you Jazakallah Karen because we're going to pass over to Josephine who is here if you're able to tune in on your radio Josephine yeah, is, jo- is jo- great is here from um, Birmingham University so thank you very much Noreen for giving thank us you your time much. and giving those wonderful tips it's I really appreciate it and and you really have been one of our prize students that have progressed so well so Jazakallah Karen may Allah reward you and your family also for all the work you're doing Welcome inshallah thank you thank you again Welcome salam that was uh, very nice to have our listeners um, and our, our colleagues phone in and, and tell us about Sparklers and what was going on because we actually won an award uh, over the weekend in London uh, for our project and this award was the Nursery World Award mm-hmm. and Alhamdulillah we weren't expecting to get winners awards we stood up with a group of mothers here from Birmingham with 600 people watching us mm-hmm. and just, it was amazing amazing night subhanAllah so they worked really hard and they're working with that intention of helping other people and I think when we have that intention of helping other people Allah helps us more and puts more work on our time and blessings and alhamdulillah 
but enough maybe about sparklers now we're dying to hear about what's going on in Birmingham University with this Koran so welcome welcome to the studio thank you so much for having me brilliant can you just introduce yourself first to the listeners so my name is Josephine. I work at the Cadbury Research Library at the mm-hmm. University of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I'm the curator. That means that I'm looking after a collection of Middle Eastern manuscript mm-hmm. called the Mingana Collection. Mm-hmm. And the Birmingham Quran that recently hit headline news is yes. part of this collection. So I'm very mm-hmm. blessed to take care of this amazing collection. Wow. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Because we heard about it on the news. We all got excited. Yeah. When, when was it discovered and how was it discovered? Discovered. Well, we were really excited too. Mm-hmm. Um, the Quran actually has been in Birmingham since the 1930s, as I said, part mm-hmm. of this collection. Yeah. But over the past, uh, let's say, five years or so, yeah. we have carried out more research on uh, early Quranic texts. Mm-hmm. And this co- this has shown that what we believed was a nine, eight or ninth century Quran is actually mm. much earlier and is close to the lifetime of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be, upo- be upon yeah, him, mm-hmm. and uh, dates to the first century of Islam. So we now believe that the Quran manuscript dates to the mid seventh century. Wow, subhanAllah. And who, do you know the lucky person that found this? Have you met that person? Or where were they when they were, were they just dusting or cleaning or what happened? No, actually it wasn't really found. So we have always been aware of this manuscript. Okay, but uh, well, we, uh, you uh, never realised it was so old. Uh, yeah, so the, the PhD researcher who worked okay. on this, her name is Alba Fideli, mm-hmm. and she raised uh this uh, or uh, brought it to our attention and said oh look I think it is not 8th or 9th century which mm. I think is quite amazing in its yeah. own right mm-hmm. but she said oh I think it's older and uh, it dates to the 7th century mm. and then we had it radiocarbon dated, dated yeah. which is a scientific method to mm. determine the age of the parchment the parchment is the animal skin on which it is written Okay, that sounds and that is an intrinsic kind of thing, isn't it? For for her for it to be yeah. Done. So so as a research, we always do uh, we analyze the writing style, the the Arabic writing on on the parchment, and then the the scientific method is the radiocarbon dating, and mm-hmm. that's what we published in July this year. Mm-hmm. And now. Coming Friday, so on Friday mm. the second of October, mm-hmm. uh, the Quran will go on public display, and everyone will be able to come and see it at the University of Birmingham. Wow! 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 So, where would that be in the University of Birmingham? Uh, uh, it, the exhibition will take place at the Bramall Music Building. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with the university campus, there's the big clock tower in the, in the center, yeah. and there's a, a semicircle, and it's in yeah. one of the buildings uh, on your left hand side uh, in the semi in the in the uh, Bramall Music Building. Brilliant. And will people have to book a ticket to get in to see that? Or I'm sure there'll be huge yeah. queues, uh, people coming so from all over yeah. to see this. So y- the exhibition is open Monday to Sunday, so every yeah. day from 10 till 5 uh, p.m. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, we are open late till 7 p.m. And mm-hmm. we would advise people to pre-book their tickets online just to avoid the long queues or uh, disappointment. Mm-hmm. But if somebody feels not comfortable using... Um, 
um, the internet or booking their tickets online uh, there will be also a small number of tickets available on the day at a ticket desk so you mm -hmm. can just come and 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 purchase a ticket on the day but mm -hmm. I would really advise to go on the university's website can you just repeat yeah. that first just so it's www.birmingham.ac.uk mm -hmm. forward slash Quran and Quran is spelled Q-U-R-A-N mm. Q-U-R-A-N everybody yeah. mm. Great. And and then you can book your ticket. How much yeah. are the tickets? The tickets are three pounds per person. Oh, but that's uh, very good. Very uh, reasonable. Yeah. Uh, we try to... Uh, I mean, it's a, such a huge event for mm. us to put on. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, children under five are free. Mm -hmm. So if you bring your small children, I mean, we really try to m try to make the exhibition as family friendly as possible. Mm -hmm. So there will be uh, different activities for children to kind of explore the Quran and the history around it uh, more. So it's really hopefully... Uh, a great day out for all the family. Right, so it's not just the Quran, it's, uh, it's uh, other things to see as well. The, yeah, the Quran will take center stage, yeah. but there will be uh, some uh, like panel text and mm -hmm. interpretation around it, and we will have like a little area for children mm -hmm. where they can uh, color in some sheets and get busy uh, entertaining themselves. Mm -hmm. And we also have for the media savvy uh, young people, we have a touch table where you can have close up images of. Uh, some of the manuscripts. Brilliant. That sounds really lovely and really, really good. And mashallah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. We've just been joined in the studio by one of our sparklers and uh, it would be really nice if we could get her comments indeed. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, Afwana, to, to the studio. You've been listening in about the radio, uh, about what's happening in Birmingham University. Would that be something that you would be interested in yes, going to with your definitely, children? Definitely, definitely. I would do definitely make a visit to see the Quran. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Great, yeah. It's amazing treasure you have found. Yeah. Yeah. And here on our doorstep, here in Birmingham, to actually have that lovely, yeah. that wonderful treasure that goes back for s for so long. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really important that something like this has been discovered or is part of of uh, Birmingham, and so mm -hmm. many people in the community have been excited about it. Mm -hmm. And it's actually how how it came to be in Birmingham is an amazing story uh, mm. of interfaith relation, good interfaith relations we hopefully will have uh, or do have in this city. Mm -hmm. um, the acquisition of all or the, the, the collection was funded by Edward Cadbury from the famous Cadbury family mm -hmm. who sponsored a Christian priest to go to the Middle East and purchase over 3,000 manuscripts, mm -hmm. not only Christian texts but also Muslim and uh, uh, Jewish texts Mm -hmm. to bring back to Birmingham to raise the city's profile uh, as an intellectual centre for religious studies. And mm -hmm. that wasn't yesterday. That was mm -hmm. in the 1920s and 30s. I mm -hmm. think that's just a fort upon the... Yeah, what? That, that was very... Wonderful. I know the Cabri family have yeah. did so much for Birmingham, but to actually to get somebody to do that, to mm. bring back manuscripts from all over the world and to have them here in Birmingham. We, at the time, we probably didn't, they didn't think too much about it, but now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also kind of thinking about kind of they didn't only thought about their own religion and mm. presenting their own religion, but they, they wanted to kind of have a broad spectrum of religions represented. Mm -hmm. And that gives us now the material to study and engage with so many people. I, mm -hmm. I feel so blessed to work with this collection. Really. You must indeed. Well, tell us a, a little bit about your role with the collection. Uh, 
Um, well, I'm looking after the collection, so that means that I both document it, so I try to write up uh, what it is in the collection so ev so uh, researchers or students can access it but part of my role is also to engage a wider community uh, with the collection so for example mm -hmm. at uh, in early September we had the university's community day where we throw open our doors and invite uh, families to come and s uh, on campus so we had a stall there and uh, we had little like a little snap game and puzzle jigsaw puzzles and we made some coloring in sheets uh, from some of the uh, illustration uh, and uh, illumination in the manuscripts mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the children enjoyed it so much to kind of get creative mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, really, uh, really enjoyed them. Great, it's, it's wonderful. To, it's, so we're not just t teaching them about Quran and what the manuscript is said, but about interfaith and yes. cultures and yes. art as well. Yeah. If they're coloring in geometric yeah. design and yes, the whole, exactly. it's the whole outer picture. Really, it's quite, yeah, quite a really lot. to kind of inspire them and get them thinking not only about oh, it's all boring or mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing, but really mm -hmm. kind of they were really enthusiastic. Yes, and what you have is it? Uh, I'm trying to visualize it, and yeah. of course I can't visualize it. Is it very thick? Is it a few pages? How big is it? So the Birmingham Quran is a, uh, actually only two leaves mm -hmm. uh, with writing on all four sides so right. uh, there are four pages of writing it contains two uh, surahs of the Quran okay. uh, or actually three mm -hmm. so it uh, contains parts of surah al-Kaf surah mm -hmm. uh, the end of surah al-Mariam and the uh, beginning of surah al-Taha and You're very knowledgeable, I must say, standing here in front of me for you know to have all this knowledge. Yeah, you studied um, it. yeah. So I've, I mean, I prepared a translation and transliteration because mm. the the amazing thing, I mean, according to Muslim tradition, the Quran is preserved um, by Allah Himself to mm. uh, to not change the word of God. Mm. And if we consider that this manuscript dates to the mid seventh century, and actually if we look at the printed editions of the Quran we have today mm -hmm. we can see that it's exactly the same uh, yeah. so it's kind yeah. of it is it's a, it's a really important document for mm. that mm -hmm. to show how the Quran has influenced the the Muslim community mm. since mm -hmm. the mid 7th mm -hmm. century mm -hmm. and, and even today the, the billions of people mm -hmm. uh, mm. And I presume this is in a glass case. Nobody will be able to touch it. Yeah, so it will be in a glass case. Uh, uh, nobody will be able to touch it. But uh, you can bring your mobile phone. We allow photography oh, really? in the exhibition, but no wow. flash photography. Okay. Um, uh, because we, we need to be uh, kind of careful with the exposure to light. Yeah. Because if you will see it in, in person, you will be surprised how vivid and still how dark the ink is. Mm. So the writer, it looks like it was written yesterday, but actually mm. it's 1,300 years old. Um, mm. So And because the every light can kind of fade let the ink fade we mm -hmm, need to be mm -hmm, careful mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's why we kind of ask people to not use flash photography but you can take pictures of you in mm -hmm. front of the Quran and wow. show your children that you've been there you mm -hmm. use the unique opportunity to see it in person I think my daughter would love that would your daughter love yeah, that yeah she does Arabic classes every day mm. after school mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing how they learn their translations, you know, the proper language of, you know, the Quran. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And to actually see, see something, yeah. a manuscript from that time, would bring history alive, I think, mm -hmm. for, for children. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Would be really good. So you need to book online. 
yes. to get your ticket. So we've already heard of the email address, which is www.birmingham.ac.uk forward slash Quran. And the exhibition uh, is only up for three roughly three weeks so it runs from this Friday the 2nd of October till Sunday the 25th of October so you need to be organized because you talked earlier about organization mm, planning and yes, making lists we did. so try to get uh, your slot booked as early as possible so mm. you don't miss out on this really unique opportunity to mm -hmm. see it here at, uh, at the University of Birmingham. Birmingham and will it go on tour after that? Uh, it might go. Uh, I think it will. Uh, we are currently talking to Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery, who mm -hmm. will display it uh, for a couple of months as part of their new Bir uh, Faith in Birmingham Gallery. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we, uh, other parties have been, of course, interested yes. immensely mm -hmm. in, in uh, borrowing uh, the the manuscript. Um, but we are also keen to kind of have it in Birmingham and make it accessible to the community here. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, I think everything will be uh, carefully weighed up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll have a lot of visitors. As you said, you're local yeah. and you would go to it. And this, so it's not just local people, but there'll be people mm -hmm. from all over wanting to go to well, it. Well, I'm going to book my tickets tonight. So That's good. Mm -hmm. get a chance. And I think it'd be good for the um, economy as well, mm -hmm. bringing more um, tourism to see the yeah. and. I think it's amazing. Yeah, wow. I'm really hoping that the the community will kind of have it. Will it will make the community proud to have this important document mm. here in mm. Birmingham and kind of give a bit of boost to the se to self esteem mm. because we had so many kind of unfortunately negative stories and and mm. things like that. I think it's a really important uh, document that's here in Birmingham and it's a fact because somebody was so visionary in the 1920s and 30s mm. and that's a fact to be proud of and to mm. be banging mm. around and saying like it's not in London or mm. it's not in Manchester yeah. or not yeah. uh, I don't know in Cairo yeah, uh, exactly. it's here in Birmingham or Istanbul uh, yeah. you know, where there is already a lot and of we can just go down the road yeah. and, and mm. see it at the University of Birmingham mm. Ah, indeed. So you're all very excited there and, and definitely there will be a lot of excitement, I think, locally ar around that and people will want to come uh, and see it and take pictures. This is amazing that we yeah. actually can take pictures of it as well. MashaAllah, that's really, really good. Well, that's, do you think that the people that bought it way back in that time in the 1920s knew what they were buying? <sighs> it's so difficult to say. Hmm. Uh, I think they were aware that it was a Quran, but scholarship at that point actually thought that the pages date to a later period, as I said, mm. to the 8th or 9th century. Mm. And only over the past, I think, 10 or 20 years, more research has been done on the material evidence of early Quran mm -hmm. uh, manuscripts. So really kind of the first written down versions of the Quran, because of course, in the beginning, it was preserved by memorization by mm. people learning the the revelations by heart mm -hmm. um, and so only over the past few years people have been a even more aware of the, the this treasure mm -hmm. we we hold here at the mm -hmm. University of Birmingham yeah yeah which is uh, um, amazing it's lovely to to, yeah. to see that indeed uh, what's the uh, next steps for Birmingham University do you think is there more discoveries like this that's going to come out well I think in my lifetime uh, <laughs> uh, this will probably be the the 
biggest story ever. Uh, but um, I mean, I'm working with the collection every day. Uh, I'm running different projects to kind of investigate uh, and different aspects of of the collection. I mean. Mm. Uh, for example, you can look at the binding of the different books and they tell you so much about different craft techniques. Mm-hmm. They tell you about where a manuscript might have been made, under which circumstances. So work will continue and research will continue on the larger collection and hopefully uh, we will be able to share this with a larger audience then as well. Mm-hmm. Very lovely, very lovely indeed. And of course, you need to come back and tell us how things are going. What did, are people responding to yes. this? Are people coming in? What other ways of advertising this are you undertaking? Not just, of course, re- parenting hour. You must be advertising this a lot on other channels. Yeah, so initially the, the news was featured on the BBC, on ITV, but mm. we had coverage like with Brazilian TV, mm. with Al Jazeera, with uh, like it was a global. Oh, news global. Story. So we have international people probably booking their tickets. Yes, I saw I saw somebody uh, booking from Malaysia actually a ticket oh. the other day. Mm. Uh, so there are not only local people coming, but of course uh, some people might even travel a long distance to come wow. and see it at Birmingham. Um, yeah, really. That sounds really exciting to come all the way to Birmingham to see a manuscript and only pay three pounds to go in. So it's it's yeah. very cheap. It's affordable for all the family. Yeah, children are free, as you said, under five. Is that right? Yeah, free. Yeah. So it's a really good day out for for all the family and parents. If you're listening in or tuned into this uh, show, Parenting Hour, please do book on this website www.birmingham. Dot AC dot UK dot UK forward slash Quran forward slash Quran because the tickets will go very very fast as Alfona said she's going on, yeah, on tonight going to book tonight. her ticket I'm going to book my ticket tonight as yeah, well yeah we already sold 2,000 tickets so you <gasps> can see uh, how great the interest has been <laughs> so yes please do and go book and don't miss out the exhibition is on from the 2nd of October till the 25th of October well you've heard the dates you've heard it here in Parenting Hour in the last few seconds of the show don't please waste your time actually open your computer now go on your phone now open that website and book your your slot to to see it or you're going to miss out because there's going to be people queues for this uh, exhibition thank you so much to our guests thank you so much to the people that phoned in it was lovely talking to you all have a great week inshallah assalamu alaikum